Well, it's Tuesday, Tuesday, comedy day, and this is the good old days of radio show. This is John Tefteller, your comedic host, although I'm not very comedic, but we're doing comedy shows with married comedy teams, whatever. Uh, husband and wife doing radio, we'll say it that way. I think we have uh, this one, and then... Uh, we're going to take a break for Jack Benny's birthday, and then we'll come back with one last one, Fred Allen and Portland Hoffa, probably my favorite of the um, the comedy married comedy teams. In any case, today, Ozzy and Harriet, Ozzy ha- Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. Um, Ozzy Nelson was started out in the late 20s, early 30s as a band leader. Harriet Hilliard, I believe, at one point was his vocalist, and somehow they got together and started the Ozzy and Harriet show. In the 1930s, it was very different than what you saw on television in their television show in the 1950s. Uh, In the early mid-30s, when they first went on radio, it was more of a variety show with big-name guests like Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi and people like that. Then somewhere along the 40s, they started developing it as a kind of a husband-and-wife situation-type comedy. And so that's where we are with this one. This is January 2nd, 1949, and apparently there is a knitting contest. So let's hear how they deal with that. Well, you didn't tell me. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? Oh, sure. What are they? You're not supposed to tell, are you? Oh, sure. I know one I can tell. In fact, that's part of the resolution, to tell millions and millions more people that the solid silver with beauty that lives forever is international sterling. The solid silver with beauty that lives forever is International Sterling. From Hollywood, International Silver Company, creators of International Sterling, presents The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. Since the dawn of recorded history, mankind has greeted the arrival of the new year with celebrations and rejoicing. 5,000 years ago, on New Year's Eve, a famous Egyptian said... (laughs) And so it goes. A new year is born and the old year takes its place on the pages of history. And in everybody's mind is an acute awareness of the passage of time. Did we get any 1949 calendars yet, Harriet? Oh, if you mean the one from the garage, it's over there on the table. Oh, yeah. Hey, look, they're using a different girl this year. She isn't wearing much for January, is she? Wonder how she keeps warm. (laughs) Well, those looks you're giving her must help a little. (laughs) Hey, look here. Take a look at February. See, things start to get interesting. She's taking off her gloves. When you get to June, don't expect anything. I tore that one out. 
You want more coffee? Yeah, thanks. You know, I have a feeling 1949 is going to be a very nice year. Started off very well. Yeah, I thought so. In fact, that was one of the best New Year's Eve parties I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. There's only one thing I didn't like about it. I don't like the idea of teaming the men against the women. Oh, you mean in the word game? Mm-hmm. Well, naturally, you didn't like it because the wives lost. Well, no, not that. I just don't think it's fair to make the wives compete against their husbands. Oh, I understand how you feel. We really trounced you, didn't we? Well, if you put it that way, maybe we just didn't try as hard as the men. Oh, sure, that's the answer. You let us win. The wives were so much in love with their husbands that you let us win. I didn't say that. I simply said that maybe we didn't try as hard as you men. Oh, I don't think we tried especially hard. In fact, it seemed to me we won pretty easily. You tried hard, but we were a little smarter. Now, I'm so glad to hear you say that, dear. Some of the girls thought we made it too obvious. <laughs> no, no. You fooled me completely. Hi, Mom. Hi, Pop. Hi. Hello, boys. Boys, let me give you a word of fatherly advice. Never let yourselves get drawn into competition with girls. Guy, Pop, you don't think we play with girls, do you? Oh, no. What about the spelling match? When was that? Oh, he means at the school Christmas party. We stood the girls in a spelling match. Oh, and naturally the girls didn't try very hard, so the boys won hands down. Oh, no. They beat the pants off us. <laughs> Gee, I don't remember that part. <laughs> the girls actually won fair and square? Yeah, they were just too much for us. We didn't stand a chance. Oh, I'm surprised, David. That's no attitude to take. Let's examine just why the girls won. Is it because they're brighter than you? No. More alert? No. Have more knowledge? No. Isn't that funny? I would have said yes to all those things. <laughs> Let's get to the real reason the girls won. I know. Girls don't have as much to worry about as we do. Well, not only that, maybe you were just being nice to the girls and tried to lose the spelling match. We didn't have to try to lose. It was the easiest thing I've ever done. <laughs> I don't like girls anyway. Ricky's a little sore on account of what happened at Susie Dunkel's party. The girls insisted on playing post office. Fully. Sounds as if you boys had quite a party. Julie Thornberry said she had a letter for Ricky. <laughs> she sure can't a little stamp. Yeah Why does she want to kiss me? She's got a cat Let her kiss that Come to think of it The girls won all the prizes at that party, too Of all the dopey games Pin the tail on the donkey Fooly It's no wonder you didn't like it Next time, don't insist on being the donkey Well, don't worry about it, boys As soon as the girls get a little older They'll let you boys win all the prizes See, that's a little trick that the women use to make the men think they're smarter. At least that's what your mother says. Not much sense in being a boy these days, is there? Come on, Rick, let's throw the ball around. You know, it might be fun to have a spelling match at our next party. Oh, sure. And I suppose the wives would just murder the poor husbands. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you a word right now you can't spell. An easy one, too. Spell glockenspiel. <laughs> glockenspiel? G-L-O-C-K-E-N-S-P-I-E-L <laughs> Was I wrong? Huh? Was I right? Well, all right, how do you spell glockenspiel? Well, let's be fair, don't give me the same word <laughs> Hi, 
Adams? Oh, hello, Thorny. Care to join me in carrying out this barrel of ashes? No, thanks. You're sure keeping the basement cleaned up, the New Year's resolution? In a way, Catherine made it for me. Uh. <laughs> Women are sure hard to understand. Hard? It's impossible. Harriet and I were talking about the New Year's Eve party, you know, over at the Randolphs. Oh, did you get a little lecture, too? No, no. Harry and I were just talking about the games we played. <laughs> I should think she'd want to keep that quiet. Women didn't win a darn thing. Pretty solid proof of male superiority, I'd say. <laughs> I know this is perfectly silly, Thorny, but has it ever occurred to you that women might lose to men on purpose? Do you have a fever, Oz? <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. Yeah, women are pretty strange. They might just do a thing like that, you know, just to make the husbands feel superior. Sort of butter us up. Well, that doesn't make sense, Oz. At least not right after Christmas. Well, and how do you explain the fact that women are such good losers? They lose all the time and they still smile. Oh, look, Oz, women lose, they smile. But they have their own little ways of getting even with us for beating them. They're clever, Oz, devilishly clever. I beat Catherine a little game of gin rummy the other night, and what did she do? Turned off my side of the electric blanket and I nearly froze to death. <laughs> I wonder if that was just Harriet's way of getting even with me You know, trying to make me think the girl's lost on purpose Well, there's no doubt about it, Oz And the dangerous part of it is that it's little things like that That cause a man to lose control of the reins in his own home Oh, Thorny, I don't think it's that important Okay, Oz But if I were you, I'd get the upper hand again before it's too late The husband has got to keep control of the household Why don't you go in there and involve Harriet in some sort of competition And beat her fair and square Say, maybe you're right Certainly can't do any harm. No, I'll just challenge her to some sort of a contest and beat her. Right. Now, what's something I'm sure to win at? Yeah. <laughs> How about growing a mustache faster than she can? Tony, <laughs> oh, it's got to be something she has a chance at. See, I know checkers. It's a good game, and I don't think she's ever played it. <laughs> By golly, Thorny, I'll prove to her I'm a better man than she is uh, Harriet Yes, dear? <laughs> How about a little game of checkers? Oh, I have to do the dishes, dear Oh, come on, just one game of checkers All right, we'll play kitchen checkers you take the dirty saucers, and I'll take the dirty cups, and we'll move them around the dishpan. I don't understand, Harriet. I happen to feel like a little competition. I'll bet I can toss a penny closer to the edge of the linoleum than you can. I don't want to play games, dear. You mean you don't want to be beaten? You must have seen my high school yearbook. You probably read how good I was at pitching pennies. Here, why don't you have a cookie? That'll keep you quiet. Oh, boy, chocolate. Why don't you have one, too? They do look good. I could eat a dozen of them. So could I. I'll bet I can eat more cookies than you can. <laughs> I'll bet you can, too. Are you trying to draw me into some sort of competition? Not necessarily. How about some ping pong? No, thanks, dear. I'll give you an advantage. I'll play left-handed. No, thanks. I'll play blindfolded. No, thanks. Without a paddle. No. Doubled up with my head between my legs. I'll be the ball. No, dear. Well, I don't play. It is sort of useless for a woman to compete with a man. <laughs> yes, it is, dear. You mean you don't disagree with that statement I just made? No, I think you're right. Well, let's shake hands. That's it. Now put your foot against my foot like this. <laughs> now, this is what's known as Indian hand wrestle. <laughs> 
You want another pillow under your head? Uh, no, thanks. You want to sit over here in your easy chair? No, thank you, dear. I'm very comfortable lying here on the couch. You aren't angry with me, are you? Why should I be? You didn't throw me. I slipped. <laughs> I'm sorry. That soap just squished out of my hand when you grabbed me. I hope you didn't loosen a vertebrae. I landed right on the base of my spine, the lower part. It, it, it could have pushed my spinal column right straight up. I'd have one horn on my head. Would you like me to fill up your hot water bottle again? Uh, no, thanks. I haven't finished drinking this yet. <laughs> what are you knitting? A pair of socks. Is it difficult to knit a pair of socks? Not once you've learned. You aren't thinking of taking it up, are you? Just making conversation. Just for the fun of it, show me how you do it. Just give me an idea. Well, roughly, it's like this. You take one needle and loop the yarn over like this. Then you slide it off. That's knit. And then you reverse the process like this. And then slide these loops off. That's purl. Hand it to me. I'll show you how fast I pick up stuff. Oh, careful. Just you... loop it over like this. And you slide these off. Where did everything go? <laughs> yeah, that was fast, dear. It took me an hour to do what you undoed in two seconds. What did I do? You unraveled it. It certainly is delicate. How does it stay together in a sweater? You know, I never realized what nerve it takes for a woman to wear a sweater. <laughs> I wonder how long it take me to knit a pair of socks. Too long. Give the needles back, dear. Oh, sure. I couldn't possibly knit a pair of socks as fast as you could. Of course you couldn't. I was hoping you'd say that. What do you mean? I think we've got ourselves a little contest. Oh, Ozzy, you couldn't... Shall we begin? Just get me some needles. All I want you to do is show me how it's done, and I may as well warn you, be prepared for a fight. When I was at Boy Scout camp, I learned to make a straw hat in one hour. But, Ozzy, that isn't like making a sock. It looked like one. <laughs> well, I'll show you how, dear, but let's not make it a contest. I'm afraid I might finish my sock sooner than you'll finish yours. No, I'm afraid you might knit yourself into a bag and suffocate. <laughs> what irony. Beating Harriet at her own game. This will prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that men... are superior to women. <laughs> superior, men or women? Now, there's an argument I don't want any part of. No, sir. Instead, let you and I have a little discussion about prices. Don't mention that word out loud, did you say? Well, just wait till you hear the happy news about international sterling prices. They haven't gone up a bit. That's right. International sterling prices have not gone up in four years. Other leading silver people have raised their prices, but your favorite international sterling pattern costs the same as it did in 1944. And you get more for your money when you buy famous international sterling, too. For instance, by getting eight place settings in international sterling's lovely prelude pattern, rather than some other sterling, you save about $20. And that $20 will buy you those eight additional teaspoons to complete your service. What's more, you know, when you own international sterling, you own it for life. Its beauty and richness grow warmer and lovelier all through your lifetime. 
So visit your international sterling dealer tomorrow. See and plan to own the solid silver with beauty that lives forever. International sterling. See that man, the one so seriously engrossed in the work before him? That's Ozzie Nelson, one-time holder of the title, Man. You know what's running through his mind? He's wondering which is the superior towel in the bathroom, his or hers. At present, he's engaged in a bitter struggle, the struggle of a man determined to maintain his dignity and to preserve his rightful place as head of the household. Note the square jaw, the steely blue eyes, the look of determination, the look of a man ready to fight. A fair fight, yes, but a tough one. Knit one, pearl one. <laughs> Knit one, pearl one. Knit one, pearl... Come on in, Thorny. I just one. came over... Well, Mother McCree. <laughs> I'm knitting. Oh. Are you expecting a cuddly little visitor? <laughs> no, I wasn't, but as long as you're here, sit down. <laughs> I know it's January, but if you want some strawberries, I'll go get them for you. <laughs> Don't make fun of me, Thorny. You suggested I get into a contest with Harriet, and this is it. A sock knitting contest. Uh, push the book over closer, will you, Thorny? Oh, knitting instructions. Item one, knit. Item two, Pearl. What are you doing, Oz? Item one or item two? Uh, item three, untangling the mess. <laughs> Let's see. Move hands together, keeping needles and fingers in motion. That's it. Knit one, pearl one. Knit one, pearl one. Needles working harmoniously. Action of the fingers nicely synchronized. Knit one, pearl one. Knit one, pearl one. How do you like that, Thorny? Oh, that's very good, Oz. Now let's see you try it with the yarn. <laughs> see, that's the trouble. It works perfectly till I try it with the yarn. Yeah. Well, try it again. Maybe I can find out what's wrong. Well, just follow me along in the book there. Now I grasp the yarn with my left hand. I slip the needle through the loop. Now with the right hand, I pull the yarn over the left and slip the needle through. Now I cross the yarn over the right hand and slip the needle through. Now what? Now if you'll untie my hands, I'll continue. <laughs> it happens every time. Yeah, let me see what it says here. It says, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, I think I see what I'm doing wrong. Through, over, slide. Under, through, slide. Say, I've got it. Knit one, pearl one. That's the old fight. Knit one, Knit one pearl one. Knit one, pearl one. It's just sort of a knack. Knit one, pearl one. Knit one, pearl one. Oz, I knew you could do it. Add a girl, Oz, Look old boy. Look at me, Jordan. <laughs> Come on, Oz, keep going. Knit one. Knit one. Pearl one. Pearl one. Knit one. Pearl one. Knit one. Pearl one. Knit... <laughs> Item three again. 
Oz. No use, Thorny. Just look at this mess. Oh, don't give up now, Oz. You were doing great. Well, I'll give it one more try. Put it through here. Loop over the yarn. Slide the needle down. Under here. Over there. Easy does it. Knit one. Purl one. Knit one. Purl one. Yeah. Knit one. Purl one. Oh, you're a devil knit with those needles. Purl. So you're sitting on my ball of yarn. Oh, sorry. I wondered what that was moving around. <laughs> Knit one, pearl one. Knit one, pearl one. Knit one, pearl one. That's it. Good boy. Knit one, pearl one. Keep it up, us. Knit one, pearl one. I have to go. See you later. Do not give up. I want a pearl one. So not a Z. Goodbye. Thorny, this one. Knit two, pearl two. Hi, Pop. Knit. Oh, hi, fellows. I didn't hear you come in. What are you doing, Knit. Pop? Now that's a silly question. See these needles flying? What does it look like I'm doing? Bleeding to death. <laughs> uh, hand one of those band aids. I happen to be knitting a pair of socks. What part of the sock is that you're working on? Gee, it isn't the toe, and it doesn't look like the heel. Well, it started out to be the heel, but it was a little too small, so I decided to make it the toe, but it was a little too big, so it's going to be the, uh, the coin pocket. <laughs> the coin pocket? I never heard of socks with coin pockets. Well, I think these will have them. <laughs> anyway, neatness doesn't count in the contest What contest, Pop? Oh, it's just a little contest your mother and I are having To see who can knit a pair of socks faster See, David, Pop's just like me What do you mean, Ricky? Oh, he's been challenging all the girls to games Ever since they beat us in the spelling match Oh? He even challenged Mary Benson to Indian hand wrestling Oh, really? What happened? I slipped <laughs> I bet Mom will be awful embarrassed if you beat her, huh, Pop? Oh, I don't think so, David. You think she'll cry? Don't be silly. Your mother doesn't cry. Oh, yes, she does, Pop. She cries sometimes, but she never lets you see her. Is that because she loves you so much, Pop? Oh, I, I suppose so. I don't think she'll cry this time. She'll feel awful bad, but she's brave, boy. I wish I was as brave as Mom. Ricky was even crying in the movies the other day. Oh, yeah, wise guy. Now, look, boys, uh, uh, you don't understand this. You see, I'm not trying to make your mother cry. This is just a little uh, friend... Oh, darn these needles. Uh, hand me another one of those Band-Aids, will you? Two of them. I think it went clear through. <laughs> Burglar? If I had, I wouldn't be going downstairs. <laughs> I'll tell you a little secret. 
I've, I've been thinking things over, and I'm going down to do a little work on your mother's knitting. See, I, I want to make sure she wins. After all, I, I don't want to make her cry. You're going to knit on her socks to help her? Well, yes. Something wrong? No, I guess not. You sure do get yourself in some tough spots, don't you, Pop? That's the third time you've yawned this morning, dear. Didn't you sleep well last night? Mm, not too well. I, I dreamt I was knitting. I'm awful tired of knitting, Harriet. I'm willing to admit defeat. Oh, no, dear. The way you catch on to things, I'll bet you're way ahead of me. No, not a chance. In fact, I'll bet if we take a look at what you've knitted so far and what I've knitted so far, we'll find you're way, way ahead. Okay, let's take a look. Let's see, where did I leave my knitting when I went to bed last night? Right there on the windowsill. I wonder where I left mine. In the piano bench. Oh, 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 yeah, that's right. <laughs> See, here we are. See, take a look at mine. It's... It's all done. Well, it's wonderful, dear. And look at mine. It's only half... All done. Well, I, I knew. That is, I, I thought you... Well, I this mean... This is very strange. My sock looks terrible. I don't knit like this. I don't think it looks so bad. It looks like a wool funnel. <laughs> What do you expect? I, I couldn't turn on any lights I had to knit in the kitchen with the refrigerator door open What are you trying to say? Well, I just came downstairs for a little bite to eat And I happened to have my knitting needles with me And uh, what about my sock? It looks pretty darn good Good? It looks excellent You didn't by any chance come down last night for a little snack, did you? No, I didn't, dear I came down to finish your socks <laughs> Why did you want to finish my socks? Because I wanted you to win. Why did you finish my socks? Because I wanted you to win. <laughs> Isn't this silly? Oh, darling, what a beautiful thought. You wanted me to win. No, I, I'm just a softy, I guess. But don't give me credit. It, it was really the boys. They sort of shamed me into it. In fact, they even suggested that if I won, you might start... What's the matter? Well, it was so thoughtful of you, dear. I, I'm sorry. I think I'm going to cry. Oh, no, no, no. Hi, Pop. Hi. Mom, what's the matter? Nothing, boys. How come you're crying? Oh, I see. You won after all, huh, Pop? No, 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 I didn't. I mean, your, your mother's laughing. Ah! She, no, no, she, uh, she, no, she's crying because she's happy. Boys, boys, no, boys. <laughs> Ozzie and Harriet will be back in just a moment. You know, I think Ozzie should have stuck to the strictly masculine pursuits and let Harriet handle the feminine. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Things work out better that way. Well, maybe, Mr. Smith. But what would you say if I told you that my husband was the one who chose the silver for our home? It was international sterling silver, too, in what I think is the most beautiful sterling pattern of all. Prelude. Well, I'd say that your husband is a man who has a fine appreciation for beautiful things. There's no lovelier solid silver in the world than that created by International Sterling, you know. Every piece is artist-designed, as carefully finished as a rare jewel. And that prelude pattern certainly is one of International's loveliest designs. Mm, not too plain, not too fancy. It's just right with that delicate flower ornament. 
And we were pretty happy about the price of Prelude, too, Mr. Smith. Imagine buying anything these days that hasn't gone sky high. International sterling is a wonderful value, all right. Its prices haven't gone up in four years. Why, we figured we saved about $20 by getting eight-piece settings in International Sterling's prelude pattern rather than some other sterling. Honestly, I think every woman ought to take a look at International Sterling patterns right away. Ah, words of wisdom from one who knows. See your International Sterling dealer tomorrow, folks. See the solid silver with beauty that lives forever. Famous International Sterling. I think it was a wonderful idea for us to call the contest off, don't you? Oh, sure. By calling it off, it makes it a draw. That's right, and definitely proves once and for all that men are superior to women. Now, just a minute, you didn't win. Oh, yes, I did. For 13 years, I've been trying to get you to knit me a pair of wool socks. And now, by tricking you into this contest, I'm finally going to get a pair. Oh, dear, I didn't tell you, did I? Tell me what? I promised this pair of socks to Thorny. You mean after I slaved over that pair of socks and worked my poor fingers to the bone, he gets them? Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, when he came over yesterday morning, he said he wished he could think of some way to get them knitted faster. So that's why he gave me all that encouragement. Where are my knitting needles? What are you going to do, dear? You see this ugly, contorted mass of sock I've knitted? Oh, I don't know, dear. It might fit somebody. Oh, yes. It'll fit anybody who happens to wear a size 23 shoe and has a quarter-inch ankle. <laughs> I'm going to knit a mace, and I'll give them to Thorny. He'll wear them. They'll cut off his blood supply at the ankles. His feet will be like icebergs. His wife will divorce him. He'll be a ruined man. What revenge? Knit one, pearl one. Knit one. <laughs> Tune in again next week to another adventure of Ozzie and Harriet, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. And remember, the solid silver with beauty that lives forever is International Sterling. Yes, Harriet, the solid silver with beauty that lives forever is International Sterling. Appearing in support of Ozzie and Harriet were John Brown, Tommy Bernard, and Henry Blair. Original music was composed and conducted by Billy May. This program originates in the Hollywood studios of the National Broadcasting Company and is also broadcast over the Trans-Canada Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. This is Vern Smith speaking. This is NBC... Excuse me. This is Buddy Sisko, Horace Heights' present champion, hoping you'll hear me putting up the fight of my life the next half hour over NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Horace Heights, fighting champion. Well, Horace Height was a band leader. Not quite sure what they're going to do there, but hey, we don't have that show, so we'll never know. Um, Ozzie and Harriet from just after New Year's Day, January 2nd, 1949. Um, I should have mentioned earlier that um, Ozzie and Harriet gave birth to Ricky Nelson, later known as Rick Nelson of Garden Party fame and teenage hot heartthrob fame in the 50s. There is somebody playing him on this show. I'm not sure it's actually him, but they did have Ricky as one of the young characters. And I think that um, some actor was 
was playing him, but he actually did appear on the Ozzy and Harriet television show. He would even sing in the 50s. He would sing some of his current hit records on their show, and that helped to promote him and the show. Later on, after the show left television, um, Ozzy and Harriet continued to do occasional guest spots here and there. Um, the most notable one that I can think of was they appeared in a very creepy episode of Rod Serling's uh, show, Night Gallery. You might want to look that one up. Very, very odd program, and they did a great job doing a creepy show on that particular program. That's about 1970, 71, somewhere in there. And, uh, of course, they're gone now, so that's <laughs> the end of Ossie and Harriet. But not on the good old days of radio show. They still live on here. Okay, we are going to take a break next week from our married comedy teams theme. Uh, just uh, We're almost done with that anyway, but just uh, for next week, because next week is Jack Benny's birthday. I guess you call it Valentine's Day, but I've always called it Jack Benny's birthday. And we have a special episode of Jack Benny's birthday for Jack Benny's birthday on Valentine's Day. And then we'll be back with one more married comedy team theme of Fred Allen and Portland Hoffa. And then we'll be on to some other type of comedy after that. So until next week and on Thursday, we have still um, more great drama programs of Escape with our special guest from Australia, Mr. Keith Scott. So tune in to those if you like drama. Tune in next Tuesday for more comedy. See you then. Bye. Thank you.